typically, right, uh, for narcissism, right, there will be two possible polarity. One is that the person uh, does not, uh, there, there's an overinflation of their ego, whereby they do not have the content or the depth. So their ego presentation, right, tends to be a facade of who they are not really. So that will be one polarization. The other part will be they do have a sense of content and depth. They know what they are doing, but the sense of the need is very strong. Like even though they are so smart or so eloquent, so intelligent, but the need to be self-praised or praised by other people that's around them is like, I would say high. You are listening to another edition of the WADT Podcast. Today, Eugene Chong is returning to discuss on the subject of ego. Do only men have it? Is having an ego a good or bad thing? Eugene Chong, the principal counselling psychologist at Seeding Minds, he will come and uh, share with us about ego and what it does in men's lives. And just as in previous episodes, we will be announcing a promo code that you can use for something special. So keep listening to the end. If you like what you hear, we hope that you will subscribe to our podcast and share it with someone who might like it too. And so without further ado, here's Eugene. Hi Eugene, welcome to WADT Podcast again. Hello, welcome. Thanks for inviting me again. I, I, I really enjoy being here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, today's topic is very interesting. I think we will have a very good discussion. What's what's it about? Ego. <laughs> oh, ego. Oh, okay. Yes, oh, that's yeah. a small ego. Right. The three-letter oh, word yeah. that is uh, a bad word, E-G-O, I suppose. Ego, right. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you I tell mean, us uh, your understanding of ego? What, what, is, what is ego? I think ego, I mean, to me, uh, I mean, as a layman, if I, if I think about the word ego, right, it sounds uh, to me that it's something that, uh, that I think about what I have or what I can project or what I can do in the very simple terms is that, oh, this is like, this is me. I am confident. I am able to do many, many things. So, so it sounds I, like it's your identity. Yeah, sounds yeah. sounds to be. I mean, uh, sounds to be uh, because I mean, if I mean in a in a normal situation, we always think that uh, this is my ego. It's about myself, my ability. So why is it always have? I mean, if ego is neutral, why does it have a bad rep? I guess perhaps right. Sometimes right, it becomes such a uh, such negative connotation. Right, it could be because the way this ego is being expressed. I think earlier on we did talk about uh, that maybe it's not that bad after all, but because the way that it's being always seen, like for example, uh, we talk about things like uh, mental illness. When, when, when we see and projected through a drama series or TV, right, it always gives a very negative light. But in fact, right, if you look at more medically, right, it may not be that bad after all. So I think it's a projection from media. Yeah, I, I think it's also how it's being used and when it's being used. So, for example, when, especially guys, you know, when a man is acting in a very selfish, self-centered 
uh, he's just being a jerk, you know, and then people would just make a comment, oh, look at his big ego. <laughs> so I think when, when such a thing is being repeated again and again, then we associate ego with these kinds of uh, behaviors, all right? And therefore that forms our, you know, our perception or our thinking mm. about ego. But actually ego is, well, that's included, but uh, it can go the other way where, you know, the person has a, uh, a weaker ego, you know, um, mm. not a large ego, but a small ego where he feels that he is not worthy. He is not as good as someone else, yeah. uh, you know, and he feels inferior as compared to the one with the large ego where he feels very confident, you know, mm. every, you know, I'm the, I'm the best looking, I'm the smartest. Everyone should look at me and pay attention to me. Everyone mm. should, you know, think that I'm the best, <laughs> that kind of thing. Correct, right. I mean, that's really true. I think there's sometimes that's what uh, uh, people term as uh, uh, being narcissistic, like uh, centering around yourself, the attention was uh, being like drawn to the entire being. Yeah, so narcissistic is another word, right? And um, it seems that uh, someone who is narcissistic would be more like uh, a very high uh, love, I mean, self-love, very high self-love about himself. Mm, I mean, in a way, yeah. it is uh, delusional or is something which uh, is really just about uh, myself, mm -hmm. me, I, uh, not considering other people. Therefore, he may lack things like uh, consider consideration, empathy, mm. uh, and even um, will be very antisocial. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and these maybe sometimes, but a lot of them they are quite uh kind of like um um addicted to self praise, and especially they kind of like uh, uh feel or sense that they that there's a need to constantly to be the central of attention. So that's one of the key kind of descriptor for them. Wow, I think in today's world, especially when all the social media, everyone has is able to you know be a center of attraction by just one posting and uh, yeah. the more <laughs> controversial your posting is the more you be a center of attraction so yeah is, is it, videos. <laughs> yeah somebody can and 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 the thing is there's real um you know achievement real i mean if you're really good you're consistently good right mm. and uh you 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 become successful but i think now you're talking about if you are narcissistic i mean you will not help you in your achievement for success hmm. in, in the true sense I, I of the think, word? Uh, I, I think it can help you at the beginning, right? When you project mm -hmm. yourself to be confident, right? Uh, you know what you're talking about, you know, you, you know, mm. uh, you, yeah. I think employees, uh, employers would be attracted, you know, will be, uh, find you, wow, this is a good candidate and they, they might even employ you but after a while, when they realize that, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> this guy is, uh, wow, you know, not what we expected, uh, then it becomes, uh, yeah, then the anti-social things mm. comes out. Anti-social, not because this guy is anti-social, but the people around him just don't want to be around him anymore. So mm, it becomes yeah. anti-social. Correct. So, so, so typically, right, uh, for narcissism, right, there will be two possible polarity. One is that the person uh, does not, uh, there, there's an overinflation of their ego, whereby they do not have the content or the depth. So their ego presentation, right, tends to be a facade of who they are not really. So that will be one polarization. The other part will be 
they do have a sense of content and depth. They know what they are doing, but the sense of the need is very strong. Like even though they are so smart or so eloquent, so intelligent, but the need to be self-praised or praised by other people that's around them is like, I would say high. So therefore that becomes a form of narcissism. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I think ego is important. I, I, I think I, we want our listeners to understand that we, we need that ego because the ego is the way we define ourselves, right? And when you introduce yourself to others in social interactions or even on social media, you know, I am uh, whatever you call yourself, you know, uh, that's how you see yourself. And, or maybe that's how you want others to see you, you know, in this modern day and age of, you know, personal branding, <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody's, you know, talking about, okay, how do I want people to see me, right? So they call themselves influencers, they call themselves connectors, you know, whatever, right? Uh, so they, they, they are projecting a certain image of themselves and that, that comes, that now that can be your real ego or can what people call alter ego, <laughs> yeah. your alter ego, right? But not your real self, you know, your real self may be a timid guy, but you know the image you put out there in, through your social media and all that, you know, mm. is a very, um, yeah, you know, very extroverted, very, you know, yeah, yeah eloquent person, right? Correct, so correct. I think we have to be careful in order to be authentic and true to ourselves. We need to really know uh, who we really are, uh, and you know, in that sense that we are defining or discovering our ego, and ego is also not a one solid, you know thing it's it's actually uh, a, a mixture a combination of many aspects of our lives for example you may feel good in uh, about yourself in terms of your academics you know uh, and but in a in in the terms of athletics you may think that you're not good maybe you're not born with that kind of mm. uh, athletic gene you know and so you feel very shy or maybe ashamed about mm. that aspect and other areas, you know, so it, it's a it's a whole, con uh, what do you call that? Uh, I wanted to say conglomerate. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a mixture, you know, of different aspects. Yeah. So in some areas, you might be high, some areas you might be low, mm. some areas you might be just nice. Correct. So I think that's a part that uh, you may not be good in everything. I mean, but the sense of like recognizing that who you are and some of your strength and your weaknesses and to appreciate them. I think that is the crux of a good mm -hmm. self-ego, a positive self-ego, or maybe something you call self-esteem. So once you are able to uh, come to that point to recognize your strengths and weaknesses and accept them and learn to develop, I think that will be positive. You are listening to the WADT Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow or subscribe so that you will not miss any episodes. Share the link to this episode with someone you think that will benefit from it. We want to know what you think of this episode too. Please feel free to share your comments on one of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also email wearedeadstool at gmail.com if you have a question or need help. And now back to the program. Yeah, um, the trick is, I think sometimes people show their egotistical side because actually they are vulnerable, mm. you know, they, they, they are loud, you know, they look like they are self-confident, uh, uh, even self-centered sometimes, but actually there are certain vulnerabilities, you know, uh, you know, how, how do you, 
uh, manage that? Well, I think uh, as what you say, right, that uh, that degree of vulnerability comes from their developmental history. And I think in terms of ego defense, right, that's how a human does it. I mean, if you look at uh, historical uh, psychology or maybe psychoanalysts like Sigmund Freud, he does talk about this a lot on uh, ego defense mechanism of why a person tend to utilize the various defense mechanism in order to cope with the stress that comes between the two extreme ends, which is the it and super ego. And that comes in a way whereby we defend ourselves and protect our inner core. So when I'm vulnerable and I do not know what else to do, the, the need to protect myself comes through a defense mechanism. And that's where I may appear egoistic. I may appear uh, inflated self-ego because that's the way I can protect myself from further harm. Yeah, so, so I'm very careful when I use the word vulnerable because for men, right? Uh, I mean, this is the thing about men. I mean, usually uh, our ego is usually there, you know, more apparent. Yeah. And uh, we tend don't want to show our vulnerable side. However, uh, showing our vulnerable side will enable us to feel for others. To like, for example, not to be so selfish, uh, consider other people's opinions, you know, be more open, not so engrossed with your own interests. You know, so again, um, it's tricky, right? <laughs> yeah, it is tricky. Yeah, I mean, I think the the degree of sensitivity towards the person or people, right, uh, especially men in this uh, case, right, uh, is very important because that is the part that's rather a little bit tricky, not so straightforward. It's not about yes and no. Yeah, I, I think vulnerability is something we encourage in men in the sense that uh hey be honest be honest about who you are be honest about who you are to yourself and in front of others right um there's no you know i mean how long how long are you going to continue putting on a mask a disguise a, a false front you know to protect uh what you consider the weak the your weaknesses you know or areas of your life that you're ashamed of okay um and you know personally I, I i totally agree or totally identify with what hafiz just talked about someone with you know a weak ego right uh tries to inflate himself right just like just like um some animals right a defense mechanism is to make themselves look larger <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in order to ward off any potential predators right uh, peacock, so for example human... ah okay peacock yeah. peacock is for mating yes ah, okay <laughs> Okay. No, the uh, which which is correct also, you know, which yeah. also applies, right? Many because the guys yeah. want to attract female partners, but uh, also in in uh, times where they feel threatened, you know, whether their manhood, whether their uh, you know, whether their respect is you know self respect is being threatened and things like that, they would uh, find a way of it, it's all out of um, uh, you know, a defense mechanism to to protect themselves, correct, right, and make themselves look larger, okay. And I guess uh, you know that you are mature, more mature. You know that you have been healed of that when you are able to be more vulnerable, meaning to be able to talk about your so-called weaknesses, yeah. you know, openly, honestly. Uh, and that's what I found in recent years. I was, I feel freer to talk about these things, okay? Mm. Because I said, hey, there's nothing to hide anymore, all right? If my story can help somebody and to encourage somebody, 
then I would rather use my story and talk about my weaknesses, my, you know, deep, dark secrets, <laughs> mm -hmm. all right, uh, so that somebody else benefits, you see. Yeah. So I, I would encourage men, uh, you know, if, if you feel you need to hide, if you feel that you need to put up a false front, I totally get it, all right. Uh, but we want to help you to move on and move up, all right, so that you no longer need to, what people say, man up. No, you don't always have to man up, all right? But the better way is to open up. Open yeah. up yourself, you know, and to write people, of course, not to any yeah. Tom, Dick, and Harry, sure. okay? Uh, and then you, through that, when you open up, you also open your, yourself to uh, respect from people, from some people, and, you know, the love and acceptance. And that's what we actually want. We just want love and acceptance, Yes, totally agree. I think it's about the uh, uh, safety that the man feels that when they are ready, they can open up. Because unless they feel safe, they really find it hard. I mean, if I'm a vulnerable person, to open up and to share about some of these challenges that I face as a man. Yeah, I think, I think Park Sen, thanks for sharing that. I think I want to revisit uh, even uh, uh, when you overcome, all right, um, the uh, so-called your vulnerable side. Uh, uh, able to overcome and then um, tell people uh, without any judgments of yourself <laughs> and then you also don't think people will look at you differently what is it is it the sense of purpose is it the is it that oh there's no other way already i tried other ways you know this is the yeah. only way uh, and uh, you tried a bit and it works what what actually uh, made you able to do that I think it's a combination. Well, thanks for that question. Uh, I think I think it's good for me to reflect on it also. Uh, I think it's a combination of a few factors. Number one is, well, age is catching up. <laughs> you know, uh, how long am I going to keep up with this show, right? Uh, so, and then when I, I, I kind of tried it out a little, you know, very, very carefully, very selectively sharing, you know, some of my... Uh, so-called weaknesses, you know, things that I'm not really proud of, things I, I feel that people might look at it and laugh and, you know, uh, I tried with certain people, you know, and... But did they I laugh? I, I made, yeah, I, I, I got good feedback. All good right? feedback, right? <laughs> so it was feedback. fear, right? <laughs> yeah, so my fear was... Uh, I, over, I overcame the fear and uh, I did it more and more and more. So it wasn't an overnight thing. Definitely not an mm -hmm. overnight thing. Yeah. You know, that would I would say that would be reckless. <laughs> you know, if you are closed one day and totally open the next day, I think that that would be reckless. And uh, if things doesn't work out, you know, and people laughed at you, mocked you, uh, I think you would close up again and maybe this time for even longer. So never try that. Do it carefully. All right. Find the safe people. Uh, and and you know build your confidence day by day by opening up to those safe people and then gradually you will realize that yeah you know um all our lives you know whatever you have gone through whatever you have done and not done uh, can means something to someone else mm. right so that's what your life is for that what that's what gives your life meaning and purpose okay whatever you have gone through your life experiences the lessons you have learned if you begin to share it, then you become meaningful to someone else. Oh, I think yeah. that's a good reminder for all ages of people. Eh? I mean, some of us wait until the end of life, 
<laughs> or even <laughs> and they write uh, a memoir. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, also you know crisis because I I had so many. Uh, maybe we also have experience. You know, when crisis happens, then we have to change. There's no there's no other way. You know, but at the same time, it's very painful. Okay, mm. so we have to make a choice whether you want to change now, um, gradually, uh, and have us. Of course, the condition is what um, you know was mentioned just now, right? Uh, you need to have a safe space. You know who are the people that you can trust. You know, don't start announcing everything on social media and you regret <laughs> it. You know, the next, yeah, <laughs> the, after you send it out. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, so, so I guess what uh, Pastor mentioned is really, really important because one of my uh, things that I also want to highlight is that sometimes we need, to, we need to take a chance because that chance is to give ourselves, for us to open up. If we don't give ourselves a chance, we don't open up and we don't find people that we can trust, then we find it really hard to break away from this shell. This shell of highly secure wall that we have built along the years. That's where we need to be able to unload and slowly peel off these layers of onion and we allow people to know what slowly what's inside yeah so yeah what are the right. are there psychotherapy methods that uh you you uh, you use or you uh, you know advice for people to practice uh Eugene? well uh okay i mean i won't go in depth in the specific uh, approaches i would say generally one of the approaches in psychotherapy is to allow the person or to help the person analyze about what are the uh, walls that they have created so uh, so far, thus far, they actually block them away from knowing what their inner core. So it's through talk therapy, it's through uncovering the attachment, it's through uncovering the uh, mindset that has been uh, deposited within their inner core. So as they find out more, they learn, mm-hmm. that, oh, this is a part that I have I, I created for so many years, can I slowly un- uh, so-called unpeel it? Can I slowly remove it? So that's where we start to slow down and think of ways. Let's change this a little. Let's change the way we think about this particular idea. And uh, can that be done on your own or it's better for uh, one to get uh, professional help? I think both ways. Sometimes uh, some people, they may have uh, social anxiety or they may feel that they want to uh, try on their own. They can do it online. So they can go through an online program called the uh, computerized CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. They can help them to walk through their con- uh, maybe distorted connection that they have and walk through a system. The other way is that if you do face-to-face, it's good because there's a feedback. So whatever they are trying to attempt to uh, adjust, right, the feedback be given to you and we can work along the way. Because sometimes it's not so straightforward that it's not when you do A, you will get B. Sometimes there's a lot of like steps, a lot of like uh, so-called differentiation that goes along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. kind of go back in time uh, where ego was formed. You know, where, does, where did your ego develop? When did it begin to develop? And that is, you know, soon after birth, after you were born, you know, and you, you were growing and, uh, you know, it's through your parents uh, that your ego, you know, was gradually being formed and shaped, right? And throughout your lifetime, uh, your ego is still going through these uh, changes, transformation, evolution, whatever you want to call it. 
you know, it's being shaped and reshaped, you know, and as you discover certain aspects of yourself, you know, and you say, okay, I want to change that. All right. And, and that's why some people might have uh, new year resolutions. <laughs> okay. Mm. And it's all attempts. These are all little attempts for us to change ourselves. All right. To, to become the, the version of ourselves that we like better, or maybe mm. other people would like better. And I want to go back to father child relationship because, you know, uh, because this, this, uh, podcast is, is primarily for fathers and men. So I, I want to highlight this uh, father and son relationship. And I want to refer to a book called Fathers and Sons by uh, Louis Yablonsky. And in this book, he talks about ego blending. And that's, and, uh, that's when the father father's ego all right, and the son's ego from a very young age is now blended. Right, because the son basically his ego is still in a very formative stage, you know, still trying to this define itself. And when the father has this uh, close relationship, you know, spends a lot of time with the with the son, mm-hmm. all right, from infancy to toddlerhood, you know, and to childhood. Uh, when the son looks into the father's eyes, into the father's face, and the father looks into the son, you know, and the father, the son looks at the father's physical build, you know, emotional states and odd expressions, uh, all these um, plays a part in forming the son's ego, you know, and the kind of acceptance and warmth and, um, you know, uh, what do you call that, affection and uh, affirmation from the, the 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 boy receives from the father you know builds a healthy ego as compared to when he feels rejected abandoned you know uh not loved you know when love is withheld from him you know then that be- begins to um make his ego you know move his ego into a kind of an unhealthy state right and therefore he feels not attached uh you know his re- future relationship suffers or his self-esteem, you know, suffers and things like that. And so he spends the rest of his life uh, always seeking approval and therefore, you know, overachieving in order to get people to praise him, especially men. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it begins. So, you know, if you want to talk about uh, healing, we're going to talk about how to right-size your ego, you know, and that's the title of our episode today is, uh, you know, uh, Think about the, your relationship with your father, especially if you're a man, and think about your relationship with your son if you're a father, mm-hmm. okay? And see what's missing there, right? And, and uh, yeah, there, there are ways, you know, that you can actually um, uh, change things and there's a way that you can actually, it's all reversible. Nothing becomes set in stone. So don't, don't think that because I'm like that, I'm going to die like that. No, okay? Um, okay. So there is there is help available and there is hope. Okay, we'll get back to that again. We are speaking now with Eugene Chong from Seeding Minds today on right sizing uh, your ego. Uh, if you feel that you know you are struggling, you know wanting to, uh, I mean some help, wanting some help, right? Uh, please do not hesitate to get in touch with Eugene at Seeding Minds, and you can find the link uh, in the show notes. Uh, use the promo code WADT twenty two zero to get a 20% discount for your first two sessions. And the code is valid until 31st of July, 2022, which means that the two session sessions must be held before 31st July, 2022. So going back to, uh, you know, are you saying that ego, other than what you mentioned, you know, is being built at a very young age, is it genetic? 
tactically also you know program somehow well i mean i wouldn't want to go to that direction but i would say that it's a lot to learn of learn behavior as what we previously mentioned in the previous podcast i think that the relationship between a father and son is really important so as what our pastor mentioned right uh when when the ego is properly built up when the attachment between the father and son is being well blended right you create a lot of positive uh effect and also impact but suppose it's not that uh, ideally kind of like constructed during the growing up years the person or the child start to develop incompetency a lot of disappointment inadequacy and many of such like ideas that comes to your mind so i guess the important part here is that it, the so-called this impact is really uh, great and we need to kind of take step and find ways to actually rebuild this uh, ego that every individual have for me i don't think on the approach so much to totally destroy the ego or like to kind of like uh, burn it away i will say that i will take an approach like a physiotherapist you know uh, i once had some uh, so-called like my l4 l5 issue whereby it has some pain and so along my lower back so the approach that physio takes right is always to build muscles around the injured part so that the muscles can be strengthened and is able to support the part that's injured similarly i will put it this kind of approach in terms of ego is that um, yes we do have all our experiences all our negative way of projecting ourselves wanting this uh, self-intention uh, self-centeredness but I think the idea is that if we can develop some core muscles that uh, surrounds our ego and slowly rebuild them in small baby steps, right? It can help us to actually function better as a person. Then to totally remove the entire ego of what we already have for that many years. Uh, do you have examples of uh, when you say totally remove the entire ego? Like, for example, what? I wouldn't say that... Um, Let's totally not to be uh, that uh, self-centered or our fo- our refocus on things like can I be a bit more humble? Can I uh, spend uh, like once a week to appreciate one person verbally to say something as nice to another, another person? So something I can start to develop as a habit because habit takes years to actually uh, uh, calculate, uh, so-called to develop. So if I can do that every week, right, I start to slowly allow myself to be more ready to give compliment to people genuinely is not a kind of like a false like uh praise but it's a genuine praise that learn to do that as i do that right my core muscles surrounding my ego if i put it in the anatomical kind of like uh, picture right it starts to grow then that's where i think that as a whole entire ego state right i become more balanced or more healthy yeah, I, I, would, I would describe it in this way you yeah. know that just take a one take one step you know, uh, at a time in opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> one so whatever you notice your tendency, right? So for example, one of my tendencies in the past was, you know, that I thought that I, you know, I knew everything and I was always correct. Okay. So one of the things I had to tell myself to do is, you know, could I be wrong? And of course I have to answer, yes, I could be wrong. All right. So Please listen to others. <laughs> you might learn something. I say, okay. So, you know, each day I just have to put that into practice, you know, and tell, mm-hmm. remind myself, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not always correct. I could be wrong. So when you do that, you're taking one step at a time in the opposite direction of the direction you had been heading in. All right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually in going the opposite direction, you finally reach the middle point. And that's mm-hmm. where the healthy ego is. 
Yeah, I think Absolutely. back to building, um, you know, of habits, uh, step by step, bit by bit. All right, changes will not happen uh, consistently or even uh, in the long term if we try to uh, make a big leap and you know we do not mm. um, you know uh, continue the the same habit. So mm. it's the same, right? With uh, you know wanting to uh, you know right size our ego. Yeah, right size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. It's been a very good conversation, quite good uh, analogies as well as stories uh, from uh, both of you. Thank you very much. Uh, I think I will try to right-size my ego uh, step by step, uh, I, but I need help. So I probably get Eugene's help if uh, you know necessary. Uh, also, Pax's help because I think the people around us are very important. I mean, especially yes. people who we trust, right? I mean, we cannot do it alone. Uh, you know, we do it together. And uh, what more people who understand us and understand uh, the whole process of of change, right? So I think that's all for today. Thank you very much, uh, Eugene. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for coming in Pakistan. Goodbye. Goodbye. This is the WADT podcast, and thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe so that you will not miss any episodes. Share the link to this episode with someone you think that will benefit from it. We want to know what you think of this episode too. Please feel free to share your comments on one of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. You can also email wearedeads2 at gmail.com if you have a question or need help. Till next time, this is Hafiz and Paksan signing off. Thank you.